We have another contract anniversary to celebrate, uh, but it's also very bittersweet. Could the Chicago White Sox get aggressive and bring in Gene Segura to answer their second base issues? Uh, With Danny Mendick out of the picture for now, what internal option makes the most sense? Mark Burley is without question a White Sox legend, but could he one day be a Hall of Famer? You are locked on White Sox. Your daily Chicago White Sox podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey, Sox fans, welcome to Locked On White Sox. Thank you for making Locked On White Sox your first listen each and every day. We're free and available on all platforms. Follow us on Twitter at Lockdown Socks. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, just search Locked On White Sox. Hey, I'm your host, Nick Murawski, a lifelong diehard Chicago White Sox fan, recording this podcast just blocks from the ballpark in beautiful uh, Bridgeport. You can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GGTV. Really appreciate you letting me steal some of your time to talk uh, off-season White Sox. Lockdown White Sox is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, Maybe not a national household name, but Mark Burley's career numbers were Hall of Fame worthy. Uh, If the second base job is not answered internally, does Gene Segura make sense for the White Sox? And it's time to commemorate another multi-million dollar uh, moment. Uh, But first, just a reminder, uh, there will be uh, no new episodes uh, on Thanksgiving or on Black Friday. Uh, Hopefully you have a safe and enjoyable week. Uh, Really thankful for your continued support, uh, especially during this holiday season. Uh, Okay, that business Uh, is done. Uh, Let's get down to business on this date, November 22nd, 2019. Jose Abreu signed a three-year, $50 million extension, most likely his last uh, contract uh, with the White Sox. Uh, Abreu accepted the qualifying offer earlier in the offseason, and after everything he said during that 2019 year, it seemed like a foregone conclusion that he'd stick around uh, with the White Sox. The three-year deal, though, uh, was a little surprising. Uh, I I shared this uh, in the most recent episode of Lockdown uh, White Sox, but I think uh, it's worth repeating. Uh, This was from an August 2019 Chicago Sun-Times article by Daryl Van Scoven. Uh, This is Abreu talking about his relationship with Reinsdorf and the White Sox. Quote, Jerry several times has told me and my family that I am not going to wear a jersey other than a White Sox jersey, Abreu told the Sun-Times through a translator. I believe him. I believe in his word. And like I said, I'm very happy with and loyal to this organization. Hopefully everything is going to pan out, end quote. Uh, Now, I don't know about you, but I've heard rumors uh, over the years that perhaps not everybody in the front office was on board to continue the relationship with Jose Abreu, at least for three years back in 2019. Uh, This was from a recent article, October 18th, uh, just 
a little over a month ago, sports mockery article by Mitchell Kaminsky uh, speaking to that fact. Uh, Bob Nightingale was the first to report the Sox plan to let Abreu move on in free agency this winter. Daryl Van Scoven's a recent report in the Chicago Sun-Times reinforced that the front office intends to move Andrew Vaughn back to his natural position at first base to replace Abreu. Uh, during the same report, Van Scoven said that the White Sox's decision to re-sign Abreu the last time he reached free agency was made by Jerry Reinsdorf. Following the 2019 season, the front office was not 100% behind the idea of re-signing Abreu to a long-term deal. Uh, Reinsdorf decided to take it upon himself to put forth the $50 million offer to Abreu after the slugger had accepted a one-year $17.8 million qualifying offer. Uh, during his three-year extension, Abreu rewarded Reinsdorf's loyalty by slashing 289, 366, 489. Of course, in 2020, he took home the American League MVP award. Abreu followed that up by hitting 30 home runs in 2021, then led the team with a 304 batting average this past season. Uh, last season, he also posted a career low strikeout rate. So for all of Jose Abreu's loyalty, what did Jerry do in return uh, to help get Jose to a World Series? Uh, contracts and extensions aside, uh, Jerry could have really opened up the wallet and spent premium money on serious talent to surround Abreu uh, with the players necessary to make the White Sox serious contenders. Uh, that's how Jerry could have doubled down uh, on his loyalty. So Andrew Vaughn uh, was the third overall pick in the 2019 draft, possibly one of the many reasons the White Sox front office uh, was not in lockstep uh, with Jerry Reinsdorf. Uh, Jose Abreu deserves to win and win now. Talked about in the previous Lockdown Sox episode, the San Diego Padres, very interested. They are in win-now mode. Uh, I think uh, Jose Abreu is just ready to turn the page. Uh, the Abreu extension uh, came on the heels of the Yasmani Grandal deal, which happened, of course, just a day before. So in back-to-back -back days, you had the Sox signing Yasmani Grandal to the largest contract in franchise history, four years, $73 million and then re-signing Jose Abreu three years, $50 million. Uh, There are no shortage of second base options in the White Sox system. I'm going to tell you why spending money on a veteran makes sense. Uh, more on that in a moment. Today's episode is brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from football to basketball to soccer and esports. We've got it all at betonline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at betonline as well. Uh, we're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online, where the game starts. 
Got another uh, one of those MLB emails. Maybe you did uh, as well. Another uh, MLB hypothetical situation. Uh, this one entitled, Let's Play Matchmaker. One free agent for every team. And this was by uh, Mark Feinsand. Uh, and this centers around second base, uh, a position we've been talking about quite a bit uh, here at Lockdown Sox. I'm sure you have with other uh, Sox fans in your life. Sox just have not been able to figure out second base. Uh, this has been going on for many, many, many years. Uh, and Mark Feinsand uh, centers on Gene Segura. We just saw Gene Segura with the Philadelphia Phillies on the center stage. Uh, if the Phillies, this is what uh, Feinsand writes, uh, if the Phillies pursue a high-end shortstop in free agency, they could let Segura walk and move Bryson Stott to second base. The White Sox had a paltry 629 OPS from their second baseman in 2022, so adding an offensive upgrade there would seem to be on their offseason wish list. Uh, it would seem to be, Mark, it, it would seem to be. Uh, as expected, the Phillies uh, have declined their $17 million option on second baseman Gene Segura in favor of a $1 million buyout. Uh, Segura put up a slash line of 281, 337, uh, 418, and just shy of 1,800 plate appearances for the Phillies. Uh, he had a fairly similar 277, 336, 387 line. Uh, this past season with Philadelphia, a fractured finger suffered when he was struck by a pitch while trying to bunt, uh, kept him to just 98 games and 387 plate appearances, but he's otherwise topped 125 games in every full season since becoming a regular with the Brewers in 2013. Uh, there's no question Segura's a valuable player, but the hefty option price and modest buyout figure made that a net 16 million call for the Phils. Uh, that always looked to be beyond their comfort level, particularly since the club no longer seemed to be seemed to consider him an option at shortstop. And uh, now that he's on the open market, however, as Segura profiles is arguably the top second baseman available in a generally weak free agent class. Uh, at that position, of course. Uh, he's not likely to find a $16 million salary for the 2023 campaign, uh, but he could approach uh, or top that overall guarantee over multiple years. Uh, the Phillies could certainly circle back to look to reunite with Segura at some point. Uh, this wasn't the first time Segura's name has been linked to the Chicago White Sox this offseason. The Sox have been looking forever for a second baseman and if they're going to make some in, uh, external, I should say, moves this offseason, uh, which they absolutely have to do something, they have to make some moves, whether it's trade or spend some money, they've got to figure some things out. Targeting a second baseman, it makes sense. I, I would look at another starting pitcher uh, seriously, not, not just go dumpster diving and, and somebody's non-tendered, but really go after a serious arm to shore up uh, that rotation. There's outfield questions, but, you know, we're, we're hearing some other names. Second base, uh, I could see maybe throwing money or, or, or trade for a second baseman. Sacks, internal options, we've talked about these, but Jose Rodriguez, Lenin Sosa, Romy Gonzalez, Lurie Garcia are all there. Uh, James Fegan from The Athletic wrote a recent article highlighting a small handful of minor leaguers uh, who could play a role in 2023 
uh, Fegan uh, made a case for Sosa and Rodriguez uh, with Lenin Sosa getting a small taste in 2022. Uh, maybe it's just a matter of time before he's the everyday second baseman. Uh, here's a quote from assistant GM Chris Getz talking about some changes Lenin Sosa made this past season. Uh, what we were all happy about is that he went down to Charlotte, continued to work, and put up the numbers that we had seen earlier in the year, Getz said. He's realized that the free-swinging approach that he had in Chicago is going to be recognized by the opposing team quicker than what he experienced at times in the minor leagues. I think there's just going to be a greater calmness in the box and understanding of what he needs to do to be successful. He's got the ability to move the ball around the diamond, run into the balls for power to the opposite side of the field to pull field to the pull side. He's just got to get back to what's made him successful, end quote. And I think that's what, you know, the Sox have been lacking for sure. It's the power, getting some pop uh, from that second baseman, a consistent second baseman, but some power and hopefully someone that's going to be around for a while. We're not doing this revolving door again and again and again. He was a fan favorite on the South side for a dozen years and an obvious White Sox legend. I'm going to tell you why Cooperstown should be calling for Mark Burley. More on that in a moment. Can Mark Burley perhaps be in the Hall of Fame? Uh, the National Baseball Hall of Fame uh, revealed the 2023 Baseball Writers Association of America Hall of Fame ballot uh, on Monday with several notable names appearing for the first time as well as returning candidates hoping to continue trending toward possible enshrinement in Cooperstown. All eligible uh, voters uh, have a deadline of December 31st to submit their ballots. The results will be announced in January. Uh, Mark Burley is a guy that on name recognition only, uh, he's not a Hall of Famer. Uh, he's not a household name. Burley did not play on the biggest stage often. And of course, did not have the benefit of playing for New York, Los Angeles, or Boston. Uh, Burley was one of us, drafted in the 38th round, fought his way to the big leagues, and in his first full year in the starting rotation for the Sox, he was 16-8 and eight with a 3.29 ERA and logged over 220 innings. Burley played for 16 years. He spent his first 12 on the south side. In my opinion, he should have never left. Mark Burley is a White Sox legend. He had his number 54 retired in 2017. I was at that game, as I'm sure you were uh, as well. And maybe, just maybe, he will one day be a Hall of Famer. Mark Burley received 5.8% of the vote from the Baseball Writers Association of America in his second year on the Hall of Fame ballot in 2022. Uh, with Burley passing the 5% minimum, he was able to stay on the ballot for a third year. He received 23 votes in 2022 after earning 44 votes, or 11%, in his first year. Uh, this, again, of course, is Mark Burley's third time here uh, on the ballot. Uh, while pitching for the Sox, Marlins, and Blue Jays, Burley made five All-Star appearances and earned four gold gloves. He also no-hit the Rangers at U.S. Cellular Field in 2007, threw a perfect game against the Rays at home in 2009, and even homered against the Brewers 
later that year in 2009. And of course, won the World Series with the White Sox in 2005. Uh, Beginning in 2001, Burley posted 15 straight seasons with at least 198 innings pitched and at least 30 starts and double-digit victories. He pitched 198 two-and-a-thirds innings for the Blue Jays in 2015 in his final campaign, leaving him an inning and a third short of throwing 200 innings in 15 straight seasons. Unbelievable. Uh, He never won a Cy Young award. His highest Cy Young finish uh, was fifth in 2005. So Mark Burley never received the national exposure, and maybe he liked it that way. I doubt there will ever be another starting pitcher to log the kind of innings he logged year after year after year, the durability, the consistency. Uh, If Burley played for New York, uh, his Hall of Fame case might go differently. Mark Burley is a long shot, but that's the way his career went. I hope one day the voters will recognize what he accomplished and find that he is indeed worthy of the Hall of Fame. Folks, thank you so very much for making this podcast part of your daily routine. You can find the Lockdown White Sox podcast absolutely everywhere you find your podcast. We are on Twitter at Lockdown Sox. You can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GGTV. Thanks for making Lockdown White Sox your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Lockdown Sports Today podcast, the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Coming up on the next episode, I'll continue to examine off-season White Sox scenarios as the Sox go full steam ahead with the Pedro Grafol era. Really appreciate you making time for the Lockdown White Sox podcast. I'm Nick Murawski. Until next time, go Sox.